1: And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
2: Welcome, everybody, to today's exciting episode. Ooh, exciting. How exciting is it going to be, Josh? On a scale of 1 to 10. I think we're off the scale. Are we off the scale? I think we're off the scale. I think we are, mate. Today's episode was kind of far too big for either of us, really, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, I thought, well, what what, what are we doing today? What what did you want to do? It was uh, alien abductions, wasn't it? Yeah. And we thought, this subject definitely needs another person to get involved. A third opinion. So we reached out, and we've got a special guest. So we want everyone to welcome... You might have seen him up and down wrestling the country wrestling in the country <laughs> wrestling up and down the country. He is a big fit enthusiast. He is a conspiracy theorist. He is a flat earther. He's a governor in the unknown. <laughs> a governor of the unknown. He's a real talented guy. The man, the myth, the legend. Please welcome
4: truman roswell there he is hello hello paranormal uh paranormality podcast hello josh hello pirate good to good to see you good to be here thank you very much for having me very good to have you on my friend
3: yeah thank you so much for coming on to the show buddy and we look forward to picking each other's brains and seeing what we we can get up to
2: yeah so (laughs) So, yeah, you've, um, you've got quite a, a history with the, the paranormal and conspiracy theories in general. Uh, do you want to give us a little bit of a background on, your, on yourself, Truman? Uh,
4: yeah, um, I, I guess uh, I, I had an experience a long time ago, or a couple of years ago now. Uh, it changed my perspective on, on the world, on reality in general. Um, and I like, to, I like to spread that message through the art form of professional wrestling. And I, th- I think that's that's worked out well for me so far, and I'm going to carry on doing it. Yes,
2: yeah, it's a good medium to spread your message on. I think. Mm. Yes, yes, definitely.
3: And I have seen Truman live, and he is one hell of a wrestler. He
2: is. He mm. is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen some. I've much. not seen him live, but I've seen some of his promotional stuff, and the man is acrobatic. You've got to give it to him. I, and I'm guessing you've learned those skills escaping from like the
4: Men in Black and you know the powers that yeah. be precisely that and also when you don't believe in gravity it makes it much easier to do backflips off the top rope
2: exactly
3: (laughs) yeah and we should mention we've got the the vpn safety haven't we
4: we do yeah we're not being tracked don't worry no tracking
3: you're safe here truman it's all
4: good excellent Excellent. You got that asbestos uh, around the around your little shack there. Don't don't let them, don't make them be, don't let them tell you that asbestos doesn't protect you. That's why they tell you that it's dangerous.
3: I actually installed
4: a tinfoil hat on the roof of our studio today oh, yeah. just to make that'll sure. Do it. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> okay.
3: So, how did you want to kick off this podcast with Truman Roswell?
2: Well, uh, as as I said, we we. We decided to have a look at alien abductions today, and I th- I th- thought it would be a good idea for us each to pick a case, and then we could rate each other's cases.
3: That sounds good to me. Yeah,
2: you and you and Truman want to rate mine?
3: Yeah, hmm. yeah, I think we're up for okay.
2: it. Mine is po- possibly one of the most famous uh, across the United States, at least, may- maybe even the world. Happened in 1975 in Arizona. Uh, to a man called Travis Walton. And Travis Walton uh, was with a group of friends. They were loggers, uh, like cutting down trees, tree fellers, lumberjacks, mm. working hard, long days, real long days. The manager, um, Mike Rogers, he he was kind of behind on some payments, so they were really working hard to get this contract finished, you know. Um, and, and like I said, they were putting on long days, really working hard a whole group of at least six of them and when they packed up f- for, the, for the night they were driving back and now you've got to imagine the woodland out in Arizona massive you know you're talking wilderness out in the middle of nowhere and they were driving through all this wilderness when they saw a light a red light much like uh, falling on Truman there right at the moment um <laughs> And, and they said it looked like a fire burning through the, the sky. And, and to start with, they thought it might be a forest fire. They might get caught in the middle of the forest, in the truck, this old beaten up truck. So they started flooring it down these little tracks. And then they came around a corner to a clearing. And there, hovering above the clearing, uh, around about a hundred yards out to the side of them, was a UFO just hovering above. And they stopped the truck just so they could have a look. And before they knew it, Travis Walton had jumped out. He wanted to have a closer look. He's kind of in a bit of a, a euphoric state or delirious, if you like. And he, he wandered underneath it. And he was just looking up at it. And all the rest of them were going, get back in the in truck, you know. Get back here, get back here. And he's like, wow, what is it? What did you think they come for? And then suddenly he was hit by this beam of light, just a white-blue light that... It's, he said afterwards that it felt like it was hitting him, like, like solid, you know, like being punched, like Truman had just knocked him out. Mm,
3: that's and, very likely.
2: Yeah, literally <laughs> left him unconscious. All the rest of them thought he was already dead, um, so they just hightailed it. Mike Rogers put his foot to the floor. They got the hell out of there, and it wasn't for another couple of miles that they decided to calm down, and then Mike said, well, I'm going back for Travis. He's my best mate. I've got to do it, mm. and they were all like, don't do it. It's just too scary. And he's like, Look, we'll get out of the truck, wait here, I'll pick you up on the way back. But I am going back for him. And that's what he did. Couldn't find him. So, Disappeared. yeah, he hadn't gone that far. If I had managed to find the spot where it had been, there was just, like smoke and stuff on the ground. No Travis, no UFO. And he had to go back, pick up his mates, go into town and report Travis missing. That's what they mm-hmm. filed it as a missing persons. Now the police came out. They wanted to treat it as a murder investigation because that's naturally their first thought, which one of these lads has killed him. Yeah. Um, And this went on. For days and days, they got search dogs out, helicopters, whole town's worth of people combing the area, searching through the trees, looking for Travis. No sign of him. The, The lads that were a part of the lumberjack crew even took a lie detector test to prove that they were telling the truth, and in all but one of their cases, it was absolutely definite they were telling the truth mm. of what they'd seen. Five days later, Travis Walton shows up
3: in the forest.
2: He's, yeah, he shows up at a gas station, is where they pick him up from. If you there, there was a film made about it, if you believe the film, he was totally naked and suffering from severe PTSD.
3: Mm. Well, I imagine you would. Yeah. Abducted.
2: And that was when he declared, yes, no. I was taken on board this alien spacecraft, not treated particularly well. He was strapped to an operating ch- uh, table and they examined him. He said uh, the only cease from it was when, like, by these little bald headed grey alien types, you know, they were examining him, doing various medical procedures on him. And then eventually a a humanoid. Uh, walked in the room and got them to stop and then he followed the humanoid to another room who then put a mask on him and that was when he blacked out and appeared back on earth five days later
3: Mm, loss of time Mm, loss of
2: lot of lot of time lost and not really much memories to account for that Mm. but what he did have was definite aliens so what do you reckon
3: Mm. I mean, it sounds believable, to be fair. Yeah. And also, I've noticed, uh, I don't know if you've noticed this as well, Truman, but in lots of cases of alien abductions, there seems to be a lot of memory loss, and there seems Mm. to be a lot of loss of time as well. Lost time is a very big thing,
4: yeah. Mm. Yeah. For me, what makes it believable, what makes any story believable is the details. And when someone can describe something like the the heat of the ray and the color of the ray, I think that that gives it that, that edge of believability to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can check this out for yourself. There is a film. It's called Fire in the Sky. It was made in 1993. Um, obviously, there's going to be some artistic licensing on it, but, yeah, I mean, it's all there. You
3: know? mm, interesting. Oh. okay.
2: Because well. Travis Walton wrote a book a few years after it happened, and that's what they be- based the film on, was the book that he wrote himself.
3: Yeah, and this is quite a well-known case as well. So. Yeah, yeah, in
2: America, very famous.
3: Hmm. I mean, it does sound very believable.
2: So I picked this because I would give it at least a nine.
4: At least a nine.
2: Not that I want to sway your decision <laughs> any, either way.
4: Uh, we, um, we haven't decided on the system. What is our, what is our scoring system? Uh, oh, the paranormality scale. <laughs> oh, okay. it goes from oh, z- course, zero yes. to ten,
2: but no one
3: ever gets a ten. <laughs> oh, there's always room for improvement, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> So, no one gets a 10. We, it started off as, like, how paranormal something is, but then we realised that not everything is paranormal. So, to, yeah, so it's either ooh.
2: how believable is it or how much do we like it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that seems to be the scale, so...
4: Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that sounds good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I both believe it and think it's cool. So, yeah, I, I'd, I'd rate it high. High? You're going to put a number um, to that? Hmm... Um I, I think there's there's witnesses, there's there's details, um it all hangs together. Um I would give it an eight point five. Are we allowed points? Yeah, 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 right should... yeah, yeah. If that's, anything, yeah. we
3: encourage it. So. Yeah,
4: we do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Eight point five two five That's a first. That, that's <laughs> a first. that
2: is
3: very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing the average on yeah. this, you can <laughs> I think with the lie detector as well. Yeah. That- there
2: was one account, one person that the lie detector just showed all, all readings were just unchartable. He couldn't be read at all. And that was the one member of the team that had fallen out with Travis previously. He was so oh, worried oh. that the police were going to pin it all on him that when they did the lie detector test, it could, they couldn't even tell that he was saying his name correctly.
3: Yeah, so,
2: but the rest of them, it was all absolutely down the line.
3: It was, yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to give it. So we got a nine and eight point. Well, I can't rate my own, can I? So oh, eight point <laughs> five two <pipi> five from <laughs> from Truman. You know what? I'm going to give it. I'll give it an eight point seven. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Why not? I'll I'll be up there as well with fair with Truman. So, I
2: don't know what that eight point four seven six two nine seven two <laughs> something like that around right about an eight
3: point four average. Like that. <laughs> well, I suppose because we've got a special guest and he's out of the rabbit hole and he, you know, he's a survivor. I, I feel like we should save Truman for for last. Yeah. So because I the think best for last. Yeah. yeah. Save the best for last because I'm if if you'd like if it's okay with you two. I'm going to delve straight into my story. You've even got notes okay. for yours. I've Look got notes. You. Look how prepared you were. Because I've got the memory of a goldfish, so I've written <laughs> it all down. It's good and I'm do. actually... I'm going to take you back to allegedly the first ever alien abduction with, with proof, in a way. Okay. So, I'm going to take you to 1961 on 19th of September there was a couple, a mixed-race couple, called Barney and Betty Hill. And uh, Barney and Betty Hill, uh, they lived in a rural area of New Hampshire, and Mm -hmm. at 10.30 p.m., the Hills were driving back to Portsmouth from a vacation in Niagara Falls and Montreal. Betty then started to see a bright point of light in the sky that moved from below the moon to the west of the moon. While Barney was driving the car, Betty realized it must have been a shooting star, but she couldn't shake the feeling that it was more than just a shooting star. Okay. And in yeah. case you haven't noticed, I've written this like a story because I wanted to be more entertaining, <laughs> and now I've realized I think this is going to be different to your two
4: stories, and now no, I feel no, I've, silly. I've done the same as you, and I'm also terrible at reading, so, so you're, you're already winning. So this is why I memorise my story.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So the light began to move again in an erratic way, growing bigger and brighter. She urged Barney to stop the car for a closer look, so they pulled over just south of Twin Mountain. Betty whipped out her binoculars to observe the odd-shaped light. She discovered it was a craft, and it began to flash different colours, travelling across the moon this time. Oh, I
2: hope you're still. But, but it was what, within the atmosphere by this time? It wasn't like out in deep space, it was closer.
3: It was a bit closer, yeah, yeah. and from her perspective, it was kind of going across still the Still in the sky, yeah, very much in the sky. So Barney then decided to look for himself using Betty's binoculars. At first he thought it was a plane, but quickly changed his mind when the craft rapidly descended in his direction. They began to drive again, following the craft in the sky as it got closer and closer. Betty claiming the UFO was at least 40 feet long and rotating, whilst being silent and moving erratically through the sky as if it was bouncing. The UFO suddenly shot towards Barney's 1957 Chevrolet, causing him to stop in the middle of the highway as the craft hovered 80 feet above them, stood still. With one hand on his pistol, he grabbed the binoculars to look up at the craft and saw 8 to 11 humanoid figures peering back at him through the window, They had black uniforms with black caps. The hills were then abducted and time went by and they had weird sensations and impulses they couldn't explain. Their watches didn't work, their clothes were torn, their shoes were scuffed, buzzing sounds surrounding them and metal circles imprinted on their car sent their compass spinning in all different directions and a pink powder was on Betty's dress. The hills were then interviewed after this and hit a mental block and didn't know how they could explain the missing time and their memory loss between the interaction and being back in their car as if nothing had happened. Under hypnosis, they recalled the event in even greater detail, which left more questions than answers. And that's my story. (laughs) Okay.
2: I'm not hopeful that you're going to be able to answer any questions to this one. I can, I can. can? Yeah, Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So how much time was actually missing?
3: Was it just a couple of hours? Seven hours.
2: Seven hours. Yeah.
3: Seven Uh, hours between getting abducted and then they were suddenly back in their car as if nothing had happened.
2: But they don't remember what happened to them in that time?
3: No. So Barney Barney claims as well at some point the, the craft had a structure come out of the bottom of the UFO. And that was the last thing he saw before, you know, they kind Black of blackened out yeah, and then yeah. ended up in their car. So this craft that was 80 feet above lowered this structure as if it was like a ramp. Right. And then mm. that was it. They were back in their car and they could remember everything. But they'd
2: actually gotten out of their car at the start to yes. had they to,
3: to look through, through the binoculars. Did. Okay. Barney did, but Betty sat in the car because she was a bit scared. But they had binoculars as well. And... The fact that they could see well barney could see people in the ufo and describe them and then also what was interesting was when they were under hypnosis they retold the story and not once did they divert from from the story it was all legit mm. there wasn't anything added apart from extra details of like how they were feeling the sensations and yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. little little tidbits and things that but um, it was consistent
2: throughout. Yeah, it was yeah, very both consistent. Both of their stories were identical. Yes, yeah. Wow, it makes a good case. What do you reckon, Truman? Yeah,
4: man. Um, I I think also, it being the first case, the first like you know public big case, they, they didn't have a lot to go on. So they were either very imaginative or it's real, right? Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
4: Because, yeah, like you say,
2: there, there would have been no one before them who's reported this for them mm. to get
3: the idea from, you know? Yeah, yeah no yeah. inspiration. Mm-hmm. Right, right, And the little things as well, like uh, Betty found pink powder all over her dress, and mm. they analysed it, and they couldn't find out what it was. It was it was an unknown substance, and they couldn't explain that. Oh. And,
4: and who comes up with that? Who, who would just, you know, it's, it's stranger than fiction, isn't it? Pink mm. powder, the unexplainable pink powder. Oh, it is definitely,
2: yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've even heard of that sort of thing happening, even since with abductions. With any of the other abductions that I've studied,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, and and still until the day they um, they passed away, they they still st- kept to the same story. They never once said no, we made it up. This was a hoax. They they were both, you know, and even when they were interviewed separately as well their stories were consistent and the same and but and the fact that they couldn't actually identify
2: that the powder is quite cool as well because obviously back in the 1960s there were probably less than a hundred elements on the periodic table Mm -hmm. Mm. so certain elements wouldn't have been wouldn't have been identifiable anyway and if this was of alien origin I've explained to you, Josh, before that um, various materials um, like, say, aluminium or or even iron, you know, something basic like that, they have different isotopes dependent on where in the galaxy they're created. So iron that was created near to Earth would have a different isotopic value to one that was created on the opposite side of the galaxy because it would have been a different star Going supernova that would have created that.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Whoa. And <laughs> it's worrying you now, isn't it? <laughs> You're blowing my mind here, man. <laughs> yeah, so to have these unidentifiable elements kind of almost backs up what Bob Lazar was saying back in the 70s and 80s mm. you know, how we just haven't developed the technology to create these things yet. So, how can we even identify them?
3: That's very true. Very true. Mm. Yeah. Is, is Bob Lazar a hero or an enemy to you, Truman?
4: Um, a hero, I would say, yeah. He's the, he say blew, blew the roof. He, he he got it all out there, didn't he? He did, yeah.
3: Yeah, he did. Yeah. We like that. But
1: back to your story then, Josh. Planning for your next trip?
4: um where, where are you sitting on this stream um again i think because it's the the og story i would i'm gonna rate it very high um what did i rate the last one i rated it 8.2.5 <laughs> 8. right?
3: yeah.
4: <laughs> um i'm gonna give this one a flat nine i think
1: because oh,
4: yeah <laughs> a flat earth nine because there's there's so many little details there is there is also the corroborating evidence between them both at different times. There's the fact that they stuck to it, and then there's also again the the way that they they had to they would have had to have come up with all of those little details from scratch. So yeah, I'm going to give that a nine. Yeah, fair nice.
2: play. I, I was I was thinking nine point four.
4: Nine point four. Yeah, I was thinking Whoa. yeah
2: because it is the original the original case isn't it yes. the original abduction that everything else has set the bar by
3: yeah i couldn't find anything before this either so yeah it, it's fair
2: so, be... yeah i would got i got to give that high 9.4 i'd say
3: nice so that's an average of 9.2 Point two, yeah. oh i could work that one out mm, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so now if we bring it to the man himself truman roswell what have you got okay. for us today so I'm making big of,
4: things here Truman
3: you know oh, okay
4: oh, don't put me on the spot a man so
2: established um, in conspiracy theories and you know <laughs> the alien nation you know you got you got to
4: bring us a good one let's let's see what we got so mine is a mixture of both of your techniques i've got some notes but i'm going to try and wing through it so please bear with me um the year is 1994 uh Rua, zimbabwe it's just a normal day in 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 aerial school Primary school, um, full of primary school age children. It's lunchtime. Kids are doing kids things. Ki- uh, the, the adults are doing adult things. The, the you know the staff are on, on their staff break, and all of a sudden they hear screaming, and not just from one child, not just from a group of children, but the entire cohort of sixty two children start screaming at the same time, and. Uh, teachers are, you know, they're used to screams. They they know when a, when a kid is screaming because they're playing. And they know when a kid is screaming because they're hurt or in danger. These were screams of terror and all at the same time. Wow. So they, they, they go out and they, they investigate and the kids come running towards them. So also, if this was... You know, some sort of a game or even mass hysteria, you would expect that, that scream or that reaction to spread through them like a wave. But it didn't. It was all at the same time. Um, and they were also not just, you know, um scared for that moment. They also went home and they were clearly traumatized. Some of them went through depression. Um, some of them lost connection with their parents and trust with their parents entirely because they had told them what they had witnessed and they weren't believed by their parents. So obviously their, their parents were quite concerned and started talking to each other and realizing that they we were all coming up with the same story. And this wasn't just, you know, one or two weird kids coming home and telling their their parents that they'd seen something spooky and then being mad at them for, for not believing them. This was 62 kids, 62 normal kids, um, all experiencing the same thing and then going through the same emotions at the same time. So they started a committee and they started taking um, um, stories from the kids, Mm-hmm. and they all experienced the same thing they all said um that they saw a black metallic wet stone uh, land 100 meters away from them and two men uh, came out of the out of the stone while another one ran around in slow motion around the 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 uh, the stone as they said They were stone, being the the, like the flying saucer, yeah, the the, the craft. That's how they described it. That's how they described it because they didn't have the vernacular or the vocabulary to describe what they were seeing. Yeah. So that's how they described it. That's how many of them described it. Some of them described it slightly different, but it all described the same thing. That was the average of their description. Um, So the 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 beings that came out of them, all three of them were wearing black metallic clothing that looked very slippery. They had white, uh, pl- almost plastic-like skin, and their eyes were the size and shape of basketballs, but also pitch black. Um, many of the kids also said that when they looked into those eyes, they received a message. And also, again, to to the uh, to the uh, same story, different um, different point of view. Um, angle of this is that they received the message in different ways. Some of them received it emotionally they just received the emotion of their message. Some of them received it as imagery and some of them were just spoken to. But they never used the words telepathy they never you know if, if they were just parroting a story if they had heard an older kid say this thing they probably would have come up with the same type of phraseology but they didn't. They all came up with their own way of describing this message being sent to them. And the message basically said, um, be aware of technology. It didn't tell them any solutions. It didn't tell them anything, um, anything else. It just said, be aware of, be, be aware of technology. Mm. And to give this credence, the only reason why we know about this story is because it was reported by Pulitzer winning Harvard Psychologist John Mack, who put his entire reputation on the line to report this story, he was told he was crazy he was he was almost ousted from from um, Harvard uh, never to never to do research again and um, but he went through the entire rigor and got his book out and got this to the world wow. so that is that is the story of Ariel um, school. Huh. That's Zimbabwe,
2: yeah. I, I've I've heard of this story before, possibly not in quite so much detail.
3: I loved it. Otherwise um, it was great. I, uh,
2: yeah, I, um, yeah. I have heard of it from a couple of other sources. So yeah, well done for that one, Truman. That, it was a very mm. good story. Well done.
3: I got chills when you said about the basketball eyes. I was like,
4: uh, yeah. oh, that's
2: creepy. <laughs> I don't like
3: the sound of that. Ugh.
2: Yeah, it was a, yeah. Very, very compelling case. Yeah, and uh, the fact that it. It was uh, children. Yes. Many of them all saying the same thing. It gives it a lot of credibility, doesn't it? Because mm. particularly if a child is scared, mm. they're less likely to lie, aren't they? They're just going to tell you the truth of what they saw, yeah, yeah, whatever happened to them. And when, like you say, there's 60 of them and they're all coming up with the same story, that's really giving it some
4: grasp mm. then, isn't it?
3: Yeah. And I didn't know that about uh the guy was it John Mack that reported it?
4: John Mack, yeah.
3: Harvard yeah, I didn't know Harvard about that.
4: Pulitzer Prize winning psychiatrist.
3: And the fact that he put his whole career on the line, that suggests to me that this is one hundred percent real. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I don't even need to debate this. I'm going straight in. Nine point nine. Nine point nine. Nine point nine. Nine point nine, mate. Now I'm a
2: little torn on this one. Oh, no. I, I, I'm going to tell you why. I, I, I like the story, and I rate it very highly, but I do have to dock Truman a point or two because this is abductions, and what he's described oh, is no. a close encounter of the third kind, not a close encounter of the fourth kind.
0: Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, but... Technicalities. It's the rules.
2: So, Whereas I was thinking... You know, round about the same as you, 9798, I'm going to bring it down to about I'm going to come down to another 9-4. A 9-4. Just because the, the children never reported going on board the craft. It was the aliens that came off the craft to communicate to them.
3: Maybe the children abducted the aliens.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so on the aliens' homeworld, they're getting 9.9. 9.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic.
2: That but good. that would still give you the highest story so far. What You did 9.9 and I was 9.4, so that would give you a 9.65. So, yeah, you're still the highest story. Whoa, winner. Yeah. Well done. Whoa. He wins do today.
4: I, do I get a, a belt of some kind? That's that's the only way I, I, I have achievements. I need belts.
2: We, we'll get one too, yeah. That is okay, true. Cool. Uh, a great expense, we'll get one made up for you and uh, <laughs> delivered in your post office box.
4: Yeah.
3: The first ever paranormality champion. Yeah. Truman Roswell. Yeah, Whoa. definitely. Well deserved. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a really good story. Yeah, I thought it was a good story, yeah. Yeah. And
2: in general, should, should we put alien abductions in general? Because, I mean, there, there are other very, very Prominent alien abduction stories, and you see them even on YouTube. How often have you surfed YouTube looking for alien abductions caught on camera? There was that guy in China that left work when it went out through the gate, a light flashed, disappeared, and then a light flashed again two hours later, and he appeared, threw up, and went home and never came to
4: work again. And it was all just caught on CCTV. Yeah. Do you ever see that one? No, I Are don't these... think I've seen that particular one. No? How do you explain that to someone? How do you explain <laughs> that I was gone for two hours and then I vomited? Like, who's going to believe you? Yeah, unless it was on camera, which these things sometimes are, sometimes
2: aren't, you know. But I I think that all three of us now shouldn't put abductions to the paranormality scale in general.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's happened enough through history, hasn't it? And there's lots and lots of reports. There are. the, the the, The sad thing is that if if you talk about alien abductions or something like that happened to people, you just immediately get called crazy or now it's mm. a hoax. It's a load of rubbish. And I don't think that's fair because it happens quite, quite a lot. Told to stay quiet by the men in black. or it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's true. And yeah, it's a gray area with the government getting involved and things, but actual alien abductions, I believe they do happen. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a flat earth nine. I'm just going to give it a flat nine. A flat
4: nine, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. It's true, man. Nice. Oh, for my for my own story. No, just for uh, uh, in general. General. Um, oh, just a hundred percent. Can I give it ten? Can I give a ten? I you can I, give it a nine point nine nine
2: nine recurring.
4: Yeah, I'll give it that. Because I, yeah. I I believe my own eyes. I've seen what I've seen, mm-hmm. and yeah, a hundred percent. I believe.
3: That's fair. What about you,
2: man? I, I'm going straight down the middle of 9.5, 9.5. And, and set that average right there.
3: <laughs> so alien abductions is quite high.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I believe in them.
3: Yeah, 100%. It's an odd, it's an odd thing, alien abductions, isn't it? It's just... Uh, I find them so fascinating. Yeah. It's just... It, I could read and listen and watch stories all day long about aliens and alien abductions, and I really want aliens to come down and prove themselves if if they're not already here that's the thing i I don't know maybe they are so i mean who knows yeah so
2: 9.5 on the paranormality scale for abductions in general
3: yeah that's right i agree with that so with that truman roswell the best guest we've had on the show, well, we can't discredit other guests. We've had some <laughs> lovely guests, but Truman Roswell. You would say that because you're biased. I am biased it... <laughs> because Truman Roswell is a, is a pure talent. And he's one of your heroes, really. He is a hero. And if, if you get a chance to see him wrestle up and down the country, I said it right this time, please go see him because it is amazing and it is a real treat and make sure and, and support your local wrestling club, support yes, your local exactly. wrestling. Yeah,
4: exactly. Uh, support your local conspiracy theorist. Yes. Do
3: that as well. Yes. And be outspoken in what you believe. If you go down the rabbit hole and you find some information, stay true to yourself. Exactly. Don't let people call you crazy.
2: Yeah. Don't don't worry about what other people think about, of you. If you know, right. you, if you've had an experience, then that's your personal experience, isn't it? So it shouldn't mean anything to anyone else, anyway. And hmm. if the men in black come knocking, just turn to <laughs> off. <laughs>
3: I think you had a beat then, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: like it. Well, but anyway, uh, Truman, uh, is there anything else you'd like to say to uh, self-promote yourself as a wrestler and a conspiracy theorist and general? Um,
3: and survivor
4: yeah please um I mean i don't usually like people following me, but please do follow me on social media um at truman underscore wrestler on all of on Instagram, on Twitter, not on Facebook I don't really use Facebook, but yeah, follow me. um I would shout out to all my uh my upcoming bookings, but um, i don 't know when this is coming out, but Josh, I believe you're joining me at pro wrestling East tomorrow, um, I, am I may or may not be there, nothing zip not saying Uh, a thing that will be in the past by the time this comes out anyway yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly (laughs) you'll have
2: found out by then
4: but yeah other than that i'm i'm all good thank you very much for having me thank you so much for coming on man it's been a blast it's
2: been a pleasure to have you dreamen and uh, i wish you all the best in all your wrestling endeavors and i hope the men in black don't get you i hope nobody gets you keep keep (laughs) keep one eye behind you. Yeah. yeah. Keep being you man. You're an I hope nobody gets you too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. We've got our defenses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So if you have been abducted by aliens, let us know. If you know somebody who's been abducted by aliens, let us know. If you know an alien that's been abducted, let us know. We want your emails at paranormality.uk at gmail.com. Nearly forgot that. Maybe My head's been drilled. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Come and find us on Discord, Instagram, TikTok. We're not on Facebook either or Twitter. Mm. You know, nuts to the system. Yeah. Um, but generally, leave a comment under this video if you're watching it on YouTube. If you've downloaded the audio podcast, then we hope we've made a very good episode for you today. And until next time, I've been Pirate. I'm Josh. And I've been Truman Roswell. And this has been Paranormality UK.